Welcome, friends, to the Write Right Podcast, Season 2, Episode 14, your weekly pep talk for living the writing life. I am Elon. I'm John. And I'm Craig. And today, my friends, we are going to be talking about how we go from idea to done. And uh, that is basically all of being a writer. So we're going to cover basically uh, everything you need to know about being a writer in 20 minutes. So get ready. It's going to be a, a thunderstorm. Um, so I, I wrote a little I wrote, I wrote a little spiel. Um, writing is more than typing frantically at a keyboard. We get ideas and we have to work them into stories while making sure that the final product meets our original intent and the desire of our readers and is of a high quality. Um, so what does that process look like? And I think one of the more interesting and perhaps effective ways of of breaking it down would be can we take the entire process from idea to done and reduce it to 10 maybe 10 steps what do you guys think we can try it i would be sure okay so step one is idea obviously um and let, let's talk about that real quick because one of the questions that i see uh, a lot of authors on Twitter kind of joking about is where do you get your ideas? Because mm-hmm. uh, it's a kind of a empty question. It's like I don't know from the ether or uh, from I look. Hey, look, it's my toaster. What if a toaster were sentient? Like that. That's where ideas come from. From just kind of like noodling meaninglessly, meaninglessly. Um, but I went to a writing convention for the first time a few weeks ago. And the first session was just kind of like a, a series of writing exercises. And the the convention's leader, the woman who started the convention, um, she led everyone in writing exercises. And they were so productive. They were, you know, uh, 10, 15 minutes each. And something about sitting in that room full of people doing the same thing really worked to uh, kickstart my, my writerly idea brain. And I wrote in that 75-minute total probably like 3,000 words um, which is very good for me very productive time for me Um, and all by hand which made my hand hurt quite a bit Um, which means other things but uh, so getting ideas is a matter of it's like a muscle you have to exercise right you learn to sort of let your mind wander and to pull things out of that experience and say, oh, that could be a, that could be kind of a cool story element, or that's a cool plot point, or this is a cool scene. What, uh, what do you guys do in, in terms of this idea generation methodology? Um, <clears throat> well, right now I'm sort of verging, moving into writing thriller uh, that's based on historical and science stuff. Uh, so for idea generation, I just like keep my ears open for interesting things that have been un uncovered about history and then i start to dig on wikipedia and there's like this is a mystery this is a mystery and then that's where like my writer brain starts to put things together um like maybe this is what is unknown like for example i'm writing right now i'm working on a thriller that's based on the franklin expedition that tried to cross northern canada uh both ships sunk in the arctic ocean and were only recently found and part of the mystery is how did everybody die there's a bunch of theories about how they all died, but all the theories seem to have been disproven. Um, so that leads to a lot of creative freedom as a writer. And so I keep my ears open for the, then the science news um, to listen about ancient microbes that have been revived from thawing permafrost in the northern Arctic. And 
put those two together. Yeah, that sounds pretty ripe for a, yeah, for a great so story. For, for me, for like the thriller stuff, it's just like listening to the news and history and trying to piece it together in ways that probably aren't true, but mm-hmm. can make it sound true. Yeah, I don't really have a method. I guess I'm a bit of an amoeba when it comes to ideas, like things just grow on me. And then when I'm sitting down to write, I I pull an idea out of somewhere and it evolves into a story. Um, <clears throat> give you an example, Blood Dawn, uh, the whole idea of a young woman who's sort of oppressed and rises up to become like this formidable queen. I got from the movie Elizabeth, mm-hmm. or just the story of Queen Elizabeth the first and as it was depicted in that movie and that I mean I saw that movie years ago but it was percolating with you mind and when I was thinking of writing this grand epic I I wanted to have a female protagonist I wanted a strong female protagonist who sort of would would have to rise above all these conspirators and basically play them off against each other to rise to the top and 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 you know in, in the back of my mind was that that movie and that sort of idea of Queen Elizabeth the first having to kind of rise up and cement her her reign um and, and you know so that's how that idea came I guess I I'm not I don't tend to generate ideas um sort of I get a gee whiz moment where it's like oh this is really good I'm this would be good to write and sometimes I wish I was like that because I'd be writing commercial fiction mm. uh, uh, one thing I could throw out there I don't do this but james scott bell writes a lot of craft fiction books and there's one called write your novel from the middle and at the back he talks about his process of how he finds ideas and it's almost like um like making props in a hollywood studio he's got this whole method of you know like if you see a headline that try to pay attention to news headlines and think of a story that would go with that. And he's got all these different ways to break that down. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, Hey, that would be great. But my problem is I write so slow that I'd never, I'd take me forever to finally, you know, maybe I can get enhanced and become like a Methuselah. And <laughs> find all the stories I want to write. <laughs> um, so, so moving to step two, right? Like, um, I think step two is where paths will start to diverge for most people mm-hmm. um, in two key ways. We have our plotters and we have our pantsers. We have our outliners and we have our discovery writers. Um, what does step two look like for a, because uh, I'm assuming, sorry, I should probably preface this by saying, I'm assuming step two is start to write, just sort of let I, let let that idea uh, plant it, let it germinate a little bit, see what see what comes of it. Um, for outliners, that means one thing. For discovery writers, that means another thing. Um, what would you say it means for a discovery writer? Uh, discovery writer, you just open Microsoft Word or Scrivener or whatever you're using and start typing, see what happens. Yeah, I would say it as a discovery writer. I mean, I'm a bit of a discovery writer myself. Uh, I adopted... Um, plotting techniques to help me have less of a disaster in the beginning. Um, but discovery writers, from what I've heard, just start writing, and often their first draft is like the equivalent of the outlining process. Mm. And sometimes isn't even one draft. It sometimes is a circular process of jumping all over until suddenly you start to see what this idea is shaping up to be as a story. Um, 
I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, I, I tend to write linearly myself, but often the first draft is Hemingway's crap that he, yeah. you know, and it's fine. I mean, even I think if you are a plotter and you have everything all rigorously mapped out in an outline, your first draft is not necessarily going to nail everything because there will be things that you, for the life of you, can't appreciate until you're actually there writing the story. Mm-hmm. That's That seems pretty pretty thorough what, what do you think it looks like for an outliner uh depending on what you're re- writing either researching or mm-hmm. coming up with characters or coming up with plot points um so m- for my thriller project that i'm working on it was a bit of a mix of research and starting to develop the plot because uh, i didn't want to get bogged down in research because i didn't know what i needed to know at that point i did some basic research and i'm doing the rest as i go yeah, I've heard that some outliners will go so far as to, you know, it, turn the drafting process into a paint-by-numbers affair where you've got it so mapped out you follow it to a T. Um, you know, like the five... The, uh, wait, sorry, what am I thinking here? There's actually many different um, steps. I've heard five-step outline. There's seven-point outlines. It basically, yeah, it's... a the, circular uh, outline from... Uh... I can't remember his name. The guy who did Community and Rick and Morty. Uh, there's the like the hero's journey. There's a lot of different outline archetypes that you can apply and just start filling in. Yeah, and actually James Scott Bell, same like that same book, uh, write your novel from the middle. Um, the whole book is a. I mean, I think that he is a big outliner, um, and he lays out a 22 step blueprint. Um, one of the books that I recommended called The Anatomy of Story by John Truby, uh, that was like a couple episodes ago, um, he, that also is heavily leaning in the outliner direction. And like I think there's like a 40-step blueprint where it's not necessarily that you put all these in your novel, but these are all the like in sequence, the types of elements and, you know, things like visit to death or throwing the gauntlet, like you know, these sort of archetypal pieces of story that we all can relate to from seeing many movies or, or, or TV drama, you know, it's, I think outlining is really just about thinking about the structure of your story and what does that idea translate to before you write it. Um, And the, the thing is most writers are somewhere in between discovery and outline. Yeah, totally. Uh, you know, and, and I don't really see it as your one or the other. I think it's there's like different tools and you tend to do really well with one or the other. And and I think some people have to experiment. My first novel was completely discovery written. Um, the second novel I wrote was discovery written, but I started to figure started to do little note taking things that was evolved into kind of a pseudo plotting technique. And then I tried completely plotting the next one and that was a train wreck because it was just too tight yeah like you know like didn't give me room to to grow and so i ended up like throwing the outline out the window but then the story fell apart so you know it's kind of like i think every writer will experiment a bit with that step until they figure out what works for them yeah i think i'm still learning what my process is and um i've never finished writing a novel because I don't know what to do. Like, I'll, I, I, I'm really good at the first third. I'm really good at setting up, setting the stage, making sure that people have stakes. 
and then I just sort of like fizzle out towards the middle and I have never come up with an ending that I felt was satisfactory, at least in long form. Uh, short stories I'm, I'm writing more of now because I'm realizing that one of the nice things about short story is you get to ask a question or express an emotion or show some kind of evocative moment and then just kind of let that settle and you're done. Yeah. Um, but as far as like resolving a lot of things that happen, I, I feel totally overwhelmed by it. So I think one of the things that I want to do is become an outliner at least so that I can start to answer those questions before I sit down to write. Um, because I'll, I'll have these, these grand ideas or I, maybe they're not so grand. I don't know. That sounds kind of egomaniacal, but like I'll have some big idea that I want to write and, uh, and then I'll be like, okay, well, then where does this go? What actually happens? I, all I've done so far is come up with, this is cool. Um, so step two is is outline and write. Step three is what? Step three is sort of a more formal process of writing. It's either uh, distilling your discovery-written information into uh, something a little bit more concrete or it's taking your outline and beginning to actually do the first draft. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess step, what are we on, three? I'm three. already forgetting. It, step three is a first complete draft. Yeah. Um, I, so I've heard this step called drafting, like mm -hmm. sort of as you're describing it. Like often people will use the term drafting to describe the process of actually writing up a full, you know, having it from beginning to end a readable, coherent story. Yeah, and there are obviously are a number of ways to do this. I read a blog post recently, um, which is actually a fairly old blog post from Rachel Aaron's blog, which a lot of people are familiar with. Um, and I, I believe, John, you've actually read the book associated with, or with this blog yeah. post. And it's called, uh, it's How I Went From Writing 2,000 Words a Day to 10,000 Words a Day, which is remarkable because I think for a lot of people, uh, 2,000 words a day is huge. Um, but... It's a three-point system for Rachel Aaron to to go from 2,000 to 10,000 a day. Um, and it relies on knowing what you're going to write before you write it, she says, which is essentially having an outline. But it's more than that. It's having a clear idea of the scene you're going to write, having a almost a point-by-point, point, like, I'm getting this character from point A through Z today mm -hmm. um and it's just a matter of writing out these sentences uh the second is time which is obviously the hardest of these elements to come by uh because for most writers we are um either we either have day jobs or life gets in the way um but she says even if you have an hour try to use that hour in different places to see if it makes you a more productive writer which i think is absolutely fantastic advice um and then the third is enthusiasm which comes from knowing what you're going to write uh, you know what you're going to write and you get yourself sort of amped on the idea. You're like, I really like this element of what I'm going to write. So I'm going to put my energy and my effort and my enthusiasm into it. And suddenly I'm producing 10,000 words a day. Um, I don't think that that should be everyone's goal right away because you can write 10 K a day of bad words. Like mm -hmm. writing a lot of words, isn't the goal. It's writing words that you're proud of. Right. Um, I read a post on Reddit a month ago about someone who was writing this at a hundred pages a day, uh, which oh. was just like, what? Wow. Like it, 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 
I don't even understand how you how you would do that. I can't. I think band aids on the tips of their fingers. Yeah, like you, you're, you're, you're dictating or you're. I mean, how many how many words per minute are you typing? Like, there's so many questions practically about it. But I also wonder how many of those pages are valuable to this writer. Um, I mean, I, I won't pretend to to have read more deeply into that particular topic, but just knowing that someone out there was writing that much uh, kind of frightened me. It's like, well, at this point, you're just going for a record. You're not like, is it? I like to write because I like exploring story because I feel like there are things that I want to talk about. Um, and they don't have to be like, you know, I'm not trying to teach anybody anything. I just really like the idea of, um, you know, future San Francisco where buildings make it so that it's always night down there. And it's uh, it's like cyberpunk future where there's like weird robots. I like that. I want to write it because it's fun to explore in that world. Not I like that. So I'm going to write as much as possible, as fast as possible. Um, mm-hmm. So what do you think drafting process wise? um I think that's kind of a recursive step. That's steps. That's step three through three sub n, for those mathematics fans, right? Mm-hmm. I think some of our steps could inco- could incorporate other drafts because you know there's something to be said about what a what a second and onward draft might be. Mm-hmm. I guess depending on if you're a discovery writer or not. But um, I think you make a really good point about it not so much being about how many words you put out in a unit of time as how much story you put out in unit of time, because sitting down and writing 500 words or set uh, Brandon Sanderson's uh, unit that he throws out there is 500 to 750 words per hour is a typical pace for a professional writer. Um, not that that's, you know, it will vary by genre. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, depending on the challenges that you're dealing with as you write. But, um, yeah, it's sort of like that hour is is the words that you put out moving the story forward and cementing that draft. Or are you skimming over, like, you know, like all these different things that you could sit down and work out? Um, And for some writers, that's okay. Some writers just need to get the story out, and they write first drafts very quickly. And then the second draft might be about polishing and putting in all those nice details and cutting back. Um, so it's not that there's any, that, that if you go fast, you're doing it wrong. It's just that there will be a trade-off. And that is if you go fast, you're going to probably have more work to do when you go over and, and do work on that drug. Unless you're just naturally like Mozart with his music just outpours this perfect story. Well, yeah. that's great. You probably don't need any advice on how to, how to do any of this stuff. Fair enough. <laughs> so if we collapse the drafting process into a single step essentially which we're which we're kind of doing the next step is revision what does that look like you're pointing at me i <laughs> i don't have anything to say <laughs> revision process i mean uh, for me, uh, once I finish my first draft uh, or a draft I'm satisfied with, um, I send it to my editor uh, and they send it back to me and I do what my editor says. Mm. I don't know. That's what I do. I, I think one thing that's really worth mentioning here is a lot of times writers will recommend when you finish a draft, put it away and work on something else for a little bit. Not too long, like maybe a couple weeks, maybe one to two months, and then come back fresh. 
mm-hmm. and then go into revision because revision can be either a new draft where you go through and you overhaul this thing and it's practically like you're writing it over again using the first draft and you can go much deeper that's where you know you could you could have whole characters change you could do you could you could take the plot in a different direction like i'm working on a second draft of a book i wrote two years ago right now and it's Mm -hmm. It, I'm following the first draft. There's a lot of parts where I've kept to it, but because I'm approaching it as a fresh rewrite, like I'm, we're, I'm writing the last three. I'm on the last three chapters right now, and like it, it's, I'm pretty much at 90% plus of new content now because it's diverted from the original plan, and I'm now fulfilling the promises set up in the beginning, which the first draft didn't do because I didn't even know about those things. Um, when I when I first wrote it, um, so so you, you you know like writing a second draft or are you just going to do a revision where you're you're basically going to go over it? You might change a few things, you might fix up some issues, but essentially to a beta reader reading this, you know the the draft before and then the revised draft, it's the same thing. Might notice some spots improved a bit, but it's it's the same book mm-hmm. ultimately. So uh, so revision can. Is like the wild, wild west. Um, so revision how... also has many steps collapsed into one. Revision, <laughs> re-revision, uh, but it, but its component parts, as as Craig said, uh, sending it to an editor, um, beta readers. Uh, what else? Um, taking a little break from it. Yeah, taking a break. I think self-editing could be mentioned because that sort of you know you def- you can send it to an editor. And the editor is going to go over it, and then you're going to get it back, and you'll do rewrites, um, and directed rewrites, or you can self-edit. And you may do that before you send it to your editor. In fact, many writers, especially if they're taking a traditional route, mm-hmm. will self-edit. Then they'll do rewrites. Then they'll send it to maybe some beta readers. They might do rewrites. And then they'll send it to editor or agent, depending on how the process works. And there's going to be rewrites. So there's like all these little steps along the way. Um, and rewrites, 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 rewrites until your draft is basically going off to copy editor, proofreader, and that's the book. The book that appears on shelf maybe has been rewritten 13 to 20 times. Mm-hmm. So that, um, that not- final stage, which is, I guess, steps five, considering yeah. our compressed other stages, mm-hmm. is the more tactical copy edit proofread and publish mm-hmm. um so we actually ma- managed to do it in five steps yeah i guess 10 was just our maximum Ten was ambitious <laughs> i think though the idea that it there could be many little steps along the way there's a lot of milestones but ultimately yeah like there's you could look at it as like revision is would cover that whole spectrum and then then there is the whole refinement process where publication is in mind because you're you have a brand new book idea and then the final step being that book on the shelf mm-hmm. that people will pick up and read and you cannot go back and fix anymore no it's done at that point that's that is how you go from idea to done mm-hmm. literally done and i think um, what what craig mentions about the giving it to his editor and doing what his editor says would be that fifth step mm-hmm. to separate from you know your own self-guided or the kind of like non-professional revision mm-hmm. versus at the direction of the producer the person who's going to put your book out as a final product you are you don't have the say in 
some of those directions. That's going to come from the person who knows what this final book has to look like. Excellent. Um, so we are we are a little bit past time. Um, let's let's stop now and give our recommendation. I believe Craig wrote down the recommendation in this in this week's uh, episode notes here. Uh, sorry, let me look at my notes here. Oh, um, yeah, I recommend a service called Author Accelerator. It's something I've used as an author in the past. Um, and it's a book coaching program, like a writing coaching program. Uh, so the first stage, they coach you through idea development and planning and character development. Uh, then there's a middle stage where you submit, I think it's 10 pages per week to your editor, and you get regular weekly feedback. Um, and I sort of stopped at the end of that because my book needed some serious work. But I know after that, they can help you with uh, pitching it to agents and publishers. Very cool. um, it's a bit expensive, but it's worth the cost. Like, I learned a ton and ton of stuff that applies now to everything I write. I've also used it, so, I mean, I could second everything he says yeah, there. I've checked it out. It's um, authoraccelerator.com, right? That's right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it it looks like a really interesting service, and I, I I've considered using it in the past, and I to be honest I've forgot. So I'm glad for the reminder. Um, I think having that uh, regular due date is probably really helpful um, as well. So uh, that's authoraccelerator.com. Uh, one one quick thing to throw in about Author Accelerator, because what we talked about, they have idea, so they have a premium thing called Story Genius where it helps you go from idea to ready to write and develop all the core things you need. And they have blueprint for a book, which is the, you know, the more basic level, but the same thing, it walks you through. Then they have the drafting where you, they walk you through the draft, they have revision and then they have um, the pitch track, which is essentially getting it ready to go. So everything we talked about, they could support you with coaching through that. So oh, very cool. Great service for that. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you, my friends, for joining me, and uh, thank you, listeners, for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.